Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. It's benefit season. We all know providing benefits is a cornerstone of employee retention. But many small businesses are priced out or completely disqualified from providing health coverage to their employees. Not any longer. Now, PCA members can get health coverage and they can even tailor options to meet their company's needs. To learn more about all the benefits PCA has to offer and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. This episode is brought to you by 3M, PPG, and Painter Marketing Pros. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I'm your host uh, here with you in the studio today. I uh, got Mr. Alan Langer back on the show. Woo! Man, I'm so glad to have him back. He's become a really great uh, professional colleague and he is going to be uh, speaking at the expo this February. Speaking of expo, if you are not registered, make sure you go to pcapainted.org backslash expo to register. Uh, we got early bird pricing up. I think that's, uh, well, that might be, that might be uh, over. I don't know. You better go check it out. Uh, but the dates on that are February 22nd through the 24th next year, 2023 in Albuquerque, New Mexico, a great place to go to learn more about business and, uh, and to commune with your fellow paint contractors. Gotta, gotta love Expo. Um, if you guys want to listen to this episode uh, on podcast format, of course, you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, you know, it's out there. Uh, but also, if you want to see that video content, uh, go ahead and go to PCAPainet.org and download PC Overdrive, where you get 500 hours of video content uh, brought to you from the Painting Contractors Association. It's $5.99 a month for non-members. It is free with membership, okay? Membership isn't in that, in that expensive, Okay. It's pretty, it's pretty affordable, and there are a lot of benefits that you get to being a member of the PCA. Come join us. Um, okay, so I was talking to Alan before the show, and we were ta- we were chatting a little bit about pricing. And, and Alan is, if you haven't read his book, uh, The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less, I highly recommend it. He talks about pricing in there and the strategies that he uh, he presents on, I'm a big fan of. Um, I use them, I employ them, he's taught me. um, And it's one of those things where, you know, when I'm talking to contractors directly, I bring people into into my online trade school, Um, we do classes and they're in there a little nervous about presenting the price on the spot. They always think that they have to take the the bid back home, run the numbers, uh, get back to them. And I'll tell you what, 
I I had to stop doing that a long time ago. For one, it, the time, the timing of it, man. I I remember days where I would have I'd be stuck on. Uh, I'd have so many bids. I'd have a backlog of five bids, and I'm trying to get them done. It's 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do this after the kids go to sleep and stuff like that. I was like, something's got to give. I got to figure out how to do this on the spot. And, you know, a lot of paint contractors out there are doing it on the spot, but a lot of you aren't there yet. And figuring out how to do this, I'm, I'm really excited to have Alan on, on the show because we're going to talk a little bit about how to present that price. And, you know, I was talking to one of my students and they were saying that, you know, it's, they're nervous about presenting the price because they're worried about dealing with the sticker shock. A lot of people um, don't know what painting actually costs. They think it's, you know, they think it's going to be really cheap. And of course, a lot of that is because of, you know, part of it's because of HGTV, you know, they go on and, and, you know, say that the painting costs $500 to do the whole house. And, and then you've got, you know, some subcontractors out there going direct to consumer and, and that's what they're charging. And so, you know, the consumers get, the buyer gets shocked by the price. And then that makes you feel all kinds of doubt and anxiety. And it it's get, gets awkward. That was the feedback that I got, that it feels awkward. And so I know that there's a, a, a huge advantage to presenting on the price. And, I, and I've got some stats to back that up. We'll probably talk about them. Uh, but overcoming that anxiety about presenting on the price, uh, presenting the price on the spot, overcoming the the sticker shock. Those are things that I want to drill in today, into today. And I'm so glad to have Alan on the show. Let's go ahead and just jump right in and bring Mr. Alan Langer onto the show. Here we go. Hey, Alan, welcome to Painted. Orlando, my friend, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing so well. It's good to have you back on, my friend. I love it. I love coming. You're my. This is my favorite podcast to be on. I love being on here, and I actually love what you were saying at the beginning there. And one of the things you said that I, you know, I, I just in my brain automatically assume that salespeople, especially in the home, give the price right away. And I, and it dawned on me like a lot of painters don't do that. They go back and they work on bids. Yeah, huge yeah. mistake. Yeah, yeah. Alan, uh, you've you've been in the uh, in the space of of home sales for a long time, um, you know, and you've been on the show before. But for our listeners who don't have context into um, who you are um, and, and some of the success you have, why don't you share a little bit about where you're coming from and and why why it matters to our listeners, why they should definitely be listening today. So, well, thanks for having me on again, Torlando. And I've been in sales now for a little over 25 years total. Um, but I was in the in-home selling space for about 20 of those years. And uh, I've sold sunrooms. I've sold siding, windows, roofing, skylights, pretty much anything that improves your home. I had some, uh, some hand in selling. But the last 16 years or so of my career before I started my own consulting gig was um, I was selling high-end Anderson windows. Um, and you want to talk about yeah. sticker shock, you know, 100% of the time was sticker shock from a, from a customer. So oh, totally. Yeah. But what, what I learned and, and, and this, 
may not may not apply to many of your listeners, but in the world of corporate sales, when you're working for a com- company like Anderson or a Sunroom company, they have their own training process. They have their own, you know, they 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 teach you. They try to teach you their corporate sales process, and it's broken. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. That's why everybody hates salespeople. So when I figured out how to do this on my own with using the psychology of of the brain and how the, and how people think and um, applying these things to when I was meeting people, I became the number one sales rep at Anderson for about a decade, like almost 10 mm. years in a row. And then I wrote a book about it because I'm a writer at heart and I wrote a book and yeah. it's called the seven secrets to selling more by selling less. Stop leading with selling. If you lead with helping, that's my number one thing in the book. You'll just, you'll just sell more. So that's kind of where I, you know, and then started my own, my own gig uh, about three to four years ago. And, and here I am talking to you. I made the big time awesome. on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we got a lot of listeners. I, you know, there's there's a lot of folks awesome. out there enjoying the show. So, you know, uh, I, that's that's more that's more nod to the PCA than than anything that I'm doing. I'm just, you know, I just I just turn the record button on. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Alan, um, you know. You mentioned just just now that uh, oh it, it's surprising that people don't provide bids on the spot and um, and that it's that it's a big mistake. I want to give you a little context as as to why. Um, mm-hmm. For a lot of people in the industry, when they when they come in, um, they are. Uh, you know, like you said, there's, there isn't really like a corporate, um, you know, there's no like clear market leader, you know, there's some franchises, there's some franchise systems, but there's not really a, uh, an Anderson Cooper or that's, nope, that's a, a news host. There's not an Anderson <laughs> windows. Anderson window. <laughs> there's not an Anderson window of, uh, of the paint industry. Um, you know, there's, there aren't corporate, um, paint companies really. And so a lot of us come into this from, we know how to paint. Um, we uh, are good at it and we're decent at customer service. And then we're hiring people to work for us to do the painting. And now we're finding ourselves in more of a sales role than anything else. And, and, you know, there are companies who come in it from a sales background and they are, but they're still doing the sales themselves. And then there are some companies, a good, a good portion of companies, but not, you know, they're kind of like in the top, you know, probably 10% that actually have salespeople. And I think a lot of, a lot of contractors would love to get to the point where they can hire a salesperson, uh, but they can't really figure out how to systematize it. Um, I'm working with a company right now where that's the issue. We hired a salesperson and the existing sales system is very um, what I would call kaluji, meaning um, it's just kind of cobbled together and yeah. uh, it's 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 not very standard. And, you know, we're, we're going through a process of making things standard. But the, the trick is figuring out all of the complex things that you have to paint and turning that into a system that allows you to actually come up with an accurate price on the spot. Um, that is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I, I know before the show, we talked about maybe starting over here, but maybe maybe we need to start, uh, you know, 
plan, plan you know, if, 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 if we're talking about plan step one, step two, maybe what's step zero here? How do we get to the, yeah. the point of uh, being able to produce an estimate on the spot? Well, I, when I was at Expo last year, um, I saw, and, and you, you'll, you can probably talk more to this than me, but I, I, there are now companies that are allowing you to do that. I mean, there, there are systems that you can go in and, and it, it's, you know, you have your iPad and you can figure out the, the, the painting job on the spot. The key is to do it on the spot. And I'm going to talk about it from a psychological standpoint. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, we buy things when all of the information is in front of us and the emotion to buy it is there. You only buy, there's a very small percentage of people that buy things. I think it's 4% of the population that buy things based on facts and figures and, and, and all of those things. Most people buy on emotion. They get excited when they see what's going to happen, they're going to buy it. Once you take that away and you walk out the door and say, I'll send you an estimate, you just become a commodity. And now you're just, now everyone's just looking at numbers. So if they had three painting contractors out there, um, they're going to look at the numbers because they're, they're going to forget what everyone said. And they might remember, well, this guy had a nice shirt. I'm going to hire right. him because he, his price is in the middle and he had a nice shirt. And literally that's how people buy stuff. Right, so what sure. you want to do is psychologically figure out the price that, you know, that's going to be accurate and you're going to make money on and get them excited. And then you ask them to, 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 to move ahead because that's the best time to do it. There's, there's literally like a 6% rate of people, calling you back if you do not give them the price up front the day you're there. Mm, mm. Yeah. I know that when I did my own uh, numbers, I brought in a, an MBA intern to kind of do a breakdown of um, our sales. Actually, I think that this, no, this was an employee. She had finished her MBA work. Um, we discovered that 43% of our, of all the bids that would close 40, 43% of them closed on the spot. Another 43% closed within two weeks after we left. And the remaining 14% purchased at some point after that two weeks. And so we just, we just found that presenting on the spot, on the spot was a, a requirement uh, mm-hmm. because what would happen is you'd get those customers to call up the other two bids that they were, that they had scheduled and say, Hey, we found somebody. Thank you. You know? Yeah. And so we just, I just, I just can't emphasize enough figuring it out. Um, and you mentioned there are, you know, there are some tools out there that allow you to do that. Um, you know, some industry partners, um, paint scout is one of them. Um, estimate rocket is the one that I use and, and strongly recommend, uh, used estimate rocket for years. And, and, uh, and that's where we were deriving that data from was from their reports. And mm-hmm. so, um, I, I can't recommend that enough, but I'll tell you what, um, even creating a PDF worksheet where you can write down notes and put together, you know, columns of, you know, the, whatever it is, the scope of the work, the notes, the unit of measurement, the quantity, the price, even doing that can help you close jobs on the spot. And, you know, when I was without cash and needing to, you know, drum up some business. That's what I did. I just printed out a sheet and went, went to town. So <clears throat> you mentioned Alan, this idea of preparing the customer psychologically for the price, because like I said, in the, in the beginning, uh, sticker shock is a huge factor. And that sticker shock, I think 
only compounds the internal anxiety and, and awkwardness about the whole thing. So how can we lay that foundation for preparing the customer psychologically to prepare the bids so that it doesn't feel so awkward when we go to deliver it? So here's the thing that I want people to understand. And it's a great, great question. And, and when I first started presenting this and doing it myself, I got a lot of pushback in the sales world. In the corporate sales world, or even you talk to some sales managers and VPs and all that stuff, and they told me I was nuts. But I'm not nuts because it works. And here's why it works. What I'm talking about is if you got trained to sell, you're always taught to build the value. Build the value behind what you do before you present the price. Because if you build value, then there should not be sticker shock with the price. Well, mm. I'm here to say that that's bullshit. That doesn't work nope. because everyone still gets sticker shock. Okay. Yeah. You even as a human being, when you're selling, you still think you need to build value before you present the price. You have, if, if you hadn't taken one sales course, you will naturally try to tell people how great you are and how great your pain is and how great your painting staff is before you present the price. It's just a natural thing to do. And that's where right. everybody makes a mistake. Here's why they make the mistake. Let's say to Orlando, you own a house, you got you and your wife, you want to get the whole thing painted. You guys are sitting around for dinner the night before. And she says, honey, how much do you think this is going to be? And you say, well, I don't know. Now you're not a painter. You're like a, you're an accountant. Yeah, you have yeah, no yeah. Idea I don't know. It's probably going to be 15 grand, honey. She's like, okay, 15 grand. That's the value you gave this job in your head. Okay. Right. The painting guy pulls up and he knows right away. It's a, it's an appointment for a whole house. It's going to be $30,000. He just knows the side mm. of the house is going to be 30,000. He walks in and he starts to build value for $30,000. And he's talking about mm. how unbelievable his, his company is. His grandfather started, look at my nice vans. We use the best paint that Sherman Williams ever produced, blah, blah, everything. He thinks he's getting you ready for $30,000. Right. In your mind, in your wife's mind, they're thinking, holy crap, this is really going to be $15,000. So the value is <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Oh, uh, you're right. right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So now, so now then he's like, okay, I just did an amazing sales job. I'm going to present this price going to be $30,000. You look at it expecting 15. You go, oh my God, bang, sticker shock. You're not buying it. The guy goes away. Yeah. Here's the other. Now here's the scenario to fix that. You think it's 15,000. You're hoping it's going to be 15. I yeah. come in. I know it's going to be 30. After we have a little commiseration, we talk a little bit. I just say very conversationally to you guys, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Hakes, do you think a whole house like this would cost more than $35,000 to paint or less than $35,000? And what would you mm. say? Less. Yeah, you, you're going to say, holy crap, I hope it's less. Yeah, and then I would yeah. simply very casually say, let's find out. You got to pick a lot of things. I got to do measurements and everything. I just, was just, I just want to see where your head was at. And then I just move on. But guess what? I just anchored 35,000 in your brain. Yeah. 15 is no longer there. Or at the very minimum, it's between 15 and 35. Mm. Now I anchored 35,000 in your brain. Now I'm building value toward that number rather than your number. And I when see. I show you 29,997, you're going to, it's going it, to, you're not going to have, you still might have sticker shock but it's not going to nearly be as powerful. And you can recover from that because now you can say, 
Yeah, well, it's it's less than thirty five. It's it's actually that's pretty average for a house of this size, and you're going to accept that price a lot more than you would have if you if I didn't do that. I got so that's it. So quick question. Yeah. Custom. Got it. Anchoring, anchoring, great. So, yeah, quick question you. here. Uh, I'm gonna get into a little a little nitty gritty here. So, uh, I go in, and the thing is, is that uh, you know, on the phone, I can do a little bit of like what are we looking at this and that, but especially if it's an inside job, um, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know how big the pro project is going to be. And being a person who's, uh, you know, familiar with, um, you know, anchoring, um, you know, I've, I've done that and mistakenly thought that I was anchoring it really high. And then when I got in and actually went around and saw everything, I anchored it too low. Uh, okay. <laughs> at what point should I do that? Because if I walk in right off the bat, I that's I think where you know I, I get into trouble. Um, usually, what I do is I'll do a quick walkthrough to get the entire scope of the of the work. Should I maybe then do it and say, "Hey, um, you know," so taking taking a look at all of the things that I just you know that we this that we walked through on, do you think it's going to be more than 35,000 or, or less than 35,000? And well, yeah, like, uh, Oh, I'm, I, maybe I need some coaching on this. <laughs> well, no, no, <laughs> so, you know, it's a great question because you're not going to know, like you guys are the experts. So I would think most, you know, let's say seven out of 10 jobs you walk into, you can probably, you know, have a pretty good idea where the job's going to fall. But if you're mm -hmm. in a job where they say, we want just these three rooms done, and not these three, mm -hmm. um, you, you're going to not, you're not going to anchor anything until you see the size of the rooms. You're going to do, once you walk around a little bit, I'm, mm. I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to estimate in your head where you're going to be pretty close. Sure. Right. Yeah. Sure, so sure, sure. you don't, don't do it. Like if, if, if you're on the phone, they say we want the entire outside of the house done, all four sides, all four windows, shutters, everything. Then you pull up to the house you should be able to have an idea in your head where that's going to be. And that, and that question can come within the first 10 or 15 minutes. But if you're in an inside intricate job, you're going to want to walk around first. And then you can simply say, Hey, listen, I just walked around, you know, similar jobs like this, four rooms with all the trim. Do you think this is going to be more than 22,000 or less than 22,000? Just mm. want to see where your heads are at. And it, their answer doesn't matter. They're, no, yeah. they're normally going to say, we hope it's less or they're going to say, we have no idea. I, we hope it's less than 22,000. Well, let me yeah. see, you know, there's a lot here. Now, now you're going to design your own job where we're going to pick everything and you're going to, you know, choose what kind of paint you want and everything. And then we'll come to that price. And ah, then you just I like on. that. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Because cool. then you also cool. want to put the, you know, the other aspect here is this is the preparation side. Because if you don't prepare the customer at all, if you just think you're going to give them a price at the end based on how great you say your company is and how great your pain is, it's not going to work. They're, you'll, you'll just become a commodity at the end because all they're going to think about is the number. Mm, mm -hmm, so you have to prepare mm -hmm. them for the number because once, once the number is anchored and then they look at it, the value that you built sticks better. Yeah. The number doesn't wipe out the value, whereas when you just present the price at the end, the number wipes out the value, everything you just built. Right. 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 So yeah. Give yourself, yeah. That, don't, yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying that don't, definitely don't, makes sense. Yeah. Don't, I hate to use this analogy, but 
don't paint yourself on a corner by giving by anchoring a price. Oh, <laughs> I, I just see that. See what I just did there? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> by anchoring a price that you're not sure about, get to the point where you're pretty comfortable with anchoring the price and then do it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So uh, are there other things that we need to do in order to prepare the customer psychologically for the, the price? Yeah, you can use social proof as well. Social proof is a big chapter in my book where, uh, it, you know, for, for those out there who are not familiar with that term, you know, human beings are a tribal animal. We're a pack. We like to, we like to do things that other people do. Uh, we're much more comfortable purchasing something that other people purchased. So mm-hmm. you can um, say that, you know, you can say, hey, you know what? I just did a center hall colonial two weeks ago uh, about a mile from here and their job uh, came in at around 28000 you know, obviously mm-hmm. you want to anchor higher than what you think it is. Um, but I just did a job like your house is mm-hmm. going to make them feel much more comfortable. Yeah. Now, yeah, even, yeah. here's the thing. Even if that anchor price, that anchor price is going to give them sticker shock. If they're expecting 15, you said, I just did a center hall colonial. It was 28,000. They're thinking in their head, holy crap. But now they have time to digest it. That's right. where the building of the value comes in. They're starting to digest it like, wow, that was a big piece of meat. But now it's feeling better because I can see why it's $28,000 now. Right. Because of right, all the right, things right. you're telling me. So use social proof or, you know, social proofs can, can be anything from what your house looks like to proximity. We just did three jobs right around the corner from here. So same town or even profession. Oh, wow. You guys, you guys are, you know, your doctors. Yeah. I mean, you know. I just did two doctors last month uh, over here in this town and they Mm. chose Sherman Williams over Benjamin Moore, whatever, things like that. People will like to, they will literally, I've had, I had people saying, what did that doctor choose? Did did he, did Mm. he go with this class or that class? And I was selling windows. Yeah. Because people don't want to make the decision themselves. They want to feel comfortable that other people like them did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I was, there's a book I read a few years ago. I can't remember exactly which one it was. It might've been this book called ready fire aim, but they were talking about, um, that, that idea of, of price anchoring using comparison, social proof. The author had, uh, he had started an art gallery. He thought, he thought that he would, uh, kind of slow down a little bit and, you know, do something fun, like, you know, start an art gallery and uh, drink, you know, sip wine during the day. And, and uh, lo and behold, uh, having an art gallery is a bonafide sales job and (laughs) a lot of work. Uh, But one of the things that he said was that um, he would, he would walk up to somebody in the store looking or at the gallery, looking at a a piece of, uh, you know, like a painting and he'd say, you know, um, I just saw a piece from this artist in, a, in another gallery downtown and uh, it was, you know, $10,000 or whatever it was. And uh, he said, and, and I, I actually, I actually like this one a little bit better and it's priced at 7,500, you know? And so there's this idea of mm-hmm. it sold, you know, the value uh, of a similar thing, but maybe even this is better um sold at a higher price over there and and now you're getting deal because the the price there's like a combination of that price anchoring and social proof happening at the same time yeah. not only yeah, not only is this a better deal than the thing that the other bought but the other people they also valued it really really highly right very smart and, 
Yeah. And using the center hall colonial as an example, you know, we just did a very similar center hall colonial, you know, a couple miles from here that, you know, their job came in at 28.5 and then you come in at 25.4, they're going to feel better. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ours is similar and we got a better price. Right. You know, forget now that 15000 that they were thinking about before you got there is completely gone because they are justifying the price you gave them by the social proof and by the value that you built going going into it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'll, I'll add one more thing. Um, I think that you can even do this on your website <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. through uh, you could create blog articles that are just project stories of past jobs that you've done. And, you know, having having pictures on the website of that job and then putting what that price tag was, um, you know, anchoring it, <clears throat> adjusting it for today's, you know, rates and then uh, and then, you know, just having it kind of anchored high so that when people do come in through your website and they look at past projects, they can kind of say, oh, OK, that house is you know, pretty similar to mine and kind of size and scope. And it was, okay, it was, you know, $15,000. All right. Like, and, and that way they even have an idea before you even get there, mm -hmm. which I, I yeah. feel like is a pretty strong thing to do. So uh, if we, if we've done a good job of preparing them psychologically, we've at least planted that seed. Um, you know, I'm still a little nervous, um, you know, the, the, about this presentation and I'm still a little bit like, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't, maybe they're prepared, but that doesn't mean that I'm prepared to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> How do I need to, you know, what do I need to do in my process to make sure that I feel comfortable, um, actually deliver, uh, you know, presenting that price. So you are hitting the nail so on the head with this because, Everybody, it's pretty rare to find a salesperson or, or a contractor that doesn't own his or her own business, not be nervous when it comes to presenting the price. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just the anxiety that's built. But here's why. It's because you are presenting your price. You're saying, after everything you said, I got all this down, here's the price, right? One choice. All you need to do is take the pressure of you saying, here's the one price and just give them a choice of other prices. And now mm. all of that pressure of you presenting one price and having them say yes or no is off of you because you want them to go from, see, when you present one price, that is a decision mindset. It's yes or no. Mm. It's like a closed ended mm. question. Here it is. $10,500. Yes or no. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, even if they feel comfortable and, 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 this is all we can get into objection handling, all that stuff. But even if they feel comfortable when it's yes or no, and they have the anxiety of making a purchase, they might say no, because they don't even know why they're saying it. It's mm. like when you walk into a store and someone says, Hey, can I help you? You don't even think about your answer. You say, Nope, just, just looking. I'm all set. Just looking. You, that's just a knee jerk reaction. That happens a lot when people get, a, get a single price. What you want to mm. do is come up with a way to give them three choices of your job. It takes their yes or no mindset, their decision mindset into a purchasing mindset. They go from, hmm, am I going to work with Torlando? Yes or no at this price to what package do I feel more comfortable buying from Torlando? Yeah. That's a buying mindset, not a decision mindset. And now mm -hmm. you look at package one is their whole house, which is what they wanted. Package two is their whole house with a cheaper paint. 
and package through or package three. I said it backward, but they say package three or third option is half the house and six months later, whatever it is, you yeah, have to come up sure. with a way to fix the pricing. But now yeah. they have three choices. Mm. And now mm -hmm. they've justified the price. They, they're expecting the price. Now they're looking at three choices rather than saying yes or no. It gives them a chance to breathe, say, let's yeah. look at this. And then you go out, you let, you leave them alone. You got go outside it. and say, I got to make a phone call. You guys let me know what you want to do when I get back. Okay. So can we, can we workshop this one just a little bit? Because uh, yeah. I've, I've tried a few different ways and you know, I, I've, there have been ways that I've, I've felt pretty confident in that, that have worked. And, but I, I still feel like, ah, maybe there's some room to, to improve here. So one thing that I can tell you that is difficult is, um, it, it's, it's the like quality, like you can't really compromise on quality. I've found, um, it's hard to say, well, uh, would you like this one coat or would you like it too? Because thing is, is that the one coat realistically, it's, it's just not going to cover and you're going to have to do two. And so you're, you're, the quality of job isn't going to be as great. Uh, you can talk about, I think you can talk to a degree about, well, how far do you want to go with prep? Um, but it's a little hard to quantify. Like we have a number system, like, you know, level one, level two, level three, all the way to four. Our listeners are familiar with this. Um, but that also, I would say, is a little bit like, uh, I don't know if they, the customer, like they will to a degree, but it's hard to like put that into a package, I think. What I've done successfully is I've used different paint grades. You know, do you want basic paint? Do you want standard? Do you want premium? And that shows a variation of usually a couple hundred dollars. Um, and that that has worked the best. But I also am curious about this phasing because I have had to, you know, I've done that. And then I've said, well, um, do you want to, you know, do you want to prioritize certain parts of the house and phase it? Or do you want to do it all at once? Do you want to finance this? I actually had Tommy Mello on uh, last week and he talked about the power of running um, promotional financing and how, you know, it's like, do you want to use your money or ours? That's that was his line. I, I felt okay about it. Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit of a, like, you know, sales pitch, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. I was, you know, overall I was convinced like, oh yeah, like we gotta use financing. So I just, I just need a little more like workshopping on this one, I think. Well, you're, you're right. And, th and this is when I talk to industries, it's like, since I'm not a painter, you guys have to come up with a way to figure out how to turn this into packaging. Like, for example, sure. let me give you a great example of, and then, and then we'll get into the workshop, but I want to give you an example of an industry that said, I absolutely, there's no way we can do three, three prices. Like we can't do it. And it was, yeah. it was a gutter protection company. They, they put gutter protection over your gutters to protect loose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Pretty simple stuff. We go to yeah. a house, they want gutter protection. Here's the price. How are we going right. to make that into three options? Right. So, well, let's look at it. Yeah. Let's look at all your products. Well, it turns out that they had a, a product that heated the gutter so they wouldn't get ice dams. Turns out that they did gutters by themselves only and they did gutter protection. There's three options. Well, the customer mm. doesn't want three options. doesn't matter. You got to give them three options anyway. So we would say, okay, mm. here's what you wanted. You wanted gutter protection on your whole house. This is the price. 
just in case you wanted to heat it, here's the price to heat it. And just in case you wanted to just to do gutters and do gutter protection next year, here's the price for that. Those two options that they didn't want didn't matter because psychologically they have three things to choose from. And then the, mm. what they wanted became easier to choose because the other two I things see. were more expensive. Okay, so let's go back to your painting thing. I would think the easiest thing, if I'm a consumer and I'm looking for a painter and I saw three packages, and let's just say it's just my whole house and you just did three packages. Basic paint, this has a five-year warranty. This solid paint here has a 15-year warranty as your middle package, or you can do the premium paint, which has a lifetime warranty. And these are the three price differences. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that most people that that would be the easiest thing for me to for, for me to totally. Think yeah. yeah. And like I said, that worked for me. That's worked for me for a lot of for many years. Right. Now, most people think I want to get them to the middle package. Most people are going to want to do I want to use the 15 year paint. I don't need the premium paint. OK. Mm -hmm. But if you make the middle, let's say for, for numbers purposes, let's say the middle package was uh nine thousand two hundred dollars for the base for mm -hmm. the for the for the solid paint but the premium paint was nine thousand four hundred dollars for two hundred dollars more you're getting the premium paint why right. would you ever purchase the middle one companies make the mistake of guiding people to the middle package mm -hmm. rather than the best package and here's what's wrong with that if i'm purchasing i am saying to myself i'm average i can't afford the premium I'm going to do the middle package because I get, I, I, I'm just not good enough for the premium. You want mm -hmm. to make the premium a no brainer. If you can, right. from a, if you can't, then you can't. Right. Right. But if you can do that now, how much, how much better am I going to feel as a consumer? I got his best package. I got his best paint and it only cost me another 200 bucks. I'm feeling right. great about myself. I'm feeling great about your company because I got your best package. I didn't have to settle for the middle package. But I'm choosing. Well, I'm not going to get the, 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 the cheap paint. No one hopefully will ever buy, maybe unless, unless it's a rental property. But not going to do the cheap paint. Now it's between the middle package or the premium. Premium is only $200 more. Why don't I go with the medium? Mm. I'm thinking this whole time of buying. I'm not thinking of yes or no. Right, 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 right. And then I'm saying, you know, to Orlando, I really like this, this, this package here. When can you get started? Yeah, yeah. Now, Ellen, on a on a previous episode of the podcast that I had you on, you also mentioned this idea of, um, and and I don't know that I'm using your words here, but but almost like a shopping cart or a menu. And in, I, yeah. it was either on the podcast or in the book. You mentioned that when McDonald's had instituted the kiosk based, um, you know, ordering that their sales went up when the customer was in more control of being able to choose the, you know, the, the menu or the, you know, from like select compared to when they went up to the cash register. So how, how can we kind of fit this in? I mean, I, if I'm, if I'm thinking about it myself, I'm thinking about, you know, all of the line items. So if I go into a house and, and we're doing bedroom, master bedroom, master bath, closets, uh, kitchen, dining. I, to me, I think I'm separating those out on different line items and presenting those as basically a la carte menu options that they can add to the, you know, add to the scope and then try to put those in, in the three packages, if that makes sense. Is that, 
help me out here again we're workshop yeah, so <laughs> no so so what you're talking about is is another brilliant psychological thing for pricing um and it's really i call it building your price and you'll see uh, many many retailers now are doing that especially fast food restaurants uh the the actual number is people spend 18% more money when they order on a screen uh, rather than than the person uh telling the person that they want an extra cookie you know that mm. screen that you, that you go through McDonald's or Panera or whatever, it always asks you at the end, hey, would you like a piece of cake or like a cookie? It's 90% less people say yes to a person because they're embarrassed that they want the cookie rather than just hitting yes on the kiosk. It's mm. the same concept. When you buy a car today, you build your car online. You build that car to the exact specifications you want as the price is fluctuating. Are you shocked at the price at this point? You're not because you built it. It's your right, price. Right, right. So right. if you guys can do that from a painting standpoint, now it's going to be hard because they would have to, you, the, the key with this is they actually have to do it themselves. You can't ask them the questions. It has no effect mm. if you ask them, do you want to take the kitchen out? Do you want to do baseboard or no baseboard? If you handed them a sheet of paper and said, here's everything in your job. This is what everything costs, but you can go through here and take some stuff out. Now they're owning the now they're owning the job and they're building their own price. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, you don't even have to go to three choices. So they're all the, the choices are what they're building. I see. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're building the price themselves, and whatever price that comes out to, it's their price. So they don't they don't need another choice. It's it, again, it's a buying mindset where they're choosing what they want. Ah, I'm not sure okay. how that can be implemented from a painting standpoint as easily as you know doing cars and doing food items. Because yeah, it's yeah. a little difficult. I think it would be a little more difficult for you guys. No, no. Actually, if I'm a lot of line items, you could. Yeah, no. I think if I'm thinking thinking this through, because I'm, you know, I, I literally have a, a bid in in like thirty minutes. So if I'm thinking this through here, um, what I think I'll do is I'll take the rooms and then break it down by you know walls, trim, and ceilings, and give mm -hmm. subtotals for each of those, and then give a subtotal for that room. And then, you know, and then keep doing that for the room. So let's say there's three rooms, the trim, the walls, the ceilings has a price and there's a subtotal for each room. And then there's all three rooms. And then maybe I put the total at the bottom and say, well, if you did everything, it's this. But and, and yeah, mm -hmm. again, maybe I just use a sheet of paper and I say here because I actually somewhere around here, I have I have my bid sheet printed out for that for that purpose. I say all right, here, take a look. Here's, here's the price breakdown of everything that you wanted. Uh, I gotta, I'm going to make a quick phone call out in the car for who knows why. I don't know. Uh, I mm -hmm. guess I'll call my mom. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'll, I'll be back and you circle the ones that you want to, that you want to move forward with. Yeah. And that's all. And so, now they're choosing, right. And they're, they're yeah. building the price and, but you can use it in from a, so now you're into bundling. And bundling, we, we, we were all familiar with for the people who are old enough who are listening. Remember when we used to get cable, they, the cable companies would say, you get cable, you get internet, and you get a house phone. Mm -hmm. well, like, I don't want a house phone. It's cheaper if you get the house phone. You're bundling. If you did these, if you did these three separately, it would cost $400 a month. But since you're doing them all together, it costs $195. It's the same thing mm -hmm. with you. If you do all three rooms together and we only have to set up once, it's going to cost you $4,000. If you do just two rooms, it's going to cost thirty-two hundred. If you just do the one, it's going to cost twenty-nine hundred. Well, honey, it must make sense. It's only another, you know, grand for this extra room. Let's just do these three. 
Got it. There, Got there's it. their choice again. So, um, again, that's a way of bundling it, and and, and from an interior standpoint, you could definitely okay. can see see that happening. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I got, I got, all right. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Try it because here, here's the thing is your competition, whoever else is in that house is showing them one price and they're yeah. not even breaking okay. anything down. You just become, wow, look at this guy. He broke it down. I got everything. I got the subtotals of each room. Yeah. He's a little more expensive, but he's really organized. I really liked him and we're choosing what we want. The other guy just said, here's the price. Right, right, right. Well, he, and, and two weeks after the fact is what happened because <laughs> he, yeah, exactly he, right. he went in, did his bid, left, and it's got to get back to him now. He's going to send it to him right. via email. Okay. Yeah. So, so I feel, I feel a little bit better now because this is, this is not me uh, trying to convince them of, of anything really. This is just me uh, presenting a few, a handful of options and then letting them, uh, you know, make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um what is the, what is, how do I seal the deal here? Like, how do I, how do I m- make sure that when I, before I leave the house, that the likelihood of them saying yes there and calling up the, the other guy and say, we, we found somebody, how do I, how do I seal it? So the, the, what I said before is really key and, and no one really does this, but when you start doing it, it's going to be very, very powerful for you. And that's giving them the chance to talk amongst themselves and going outside. Mm. Uh, the more you do this, the more jobs you'll, you'll, you'll sell because picture yourself in the situation. Someone gives you a price and then they sit there and they stare at you. What would you like to do? You're probably going to say, all right, I need to talk about it. Cause you just have, yeah. you, even if you're feeling good, you just have the anxiety of spending money. You feel like we're, we're, you know, it's been beat into our heads that we shouldn't buy things on the first time we see it. It's just that's a sales myth that has, you know, people are like they're afraid to do stuff because they have this purchase anxiety is what I call it. Mm. So when you eliminate that, you say, listen, here's your prices. You go over, make sure you have any questions. All right, good. I got to call my daughter. Just buzz me. I got I always used to use my daughter because it's just I don't know. sounds better. My my 14 year old just buzz me. Let me go see what she wants. I'm going to go outside for a few minutes. You guys take a look at what you want to do and I'll be right back. And you want to make that an action phrase. Take a look at what you want to do. You guys decide on what you want to do. I'll be right back. Mm. Now you're telling them to make a choice. Yeah. And more often than not, I'd walk in and I would literally say, so what are we doing? Did you guys, just, did you guys decide what you want to do? Did you guys decide how you want to, you know, what package you want? If it's in mm. packages, did you guys decide you want to do three rooms or two rooms? Which rooms do you want to do? You're asking them to move forward very conversationally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that should be enough. But if they're saying at that point, if they're saying, ah, we still got to think about this as a lot more money than we thought, blah, 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 blah. Don't use the, the very old and tired sales response. And again, many of your listeners may not have even seen this, but the, the, this awful response has been trained. Well, tell me what you need to think about. Well, you might as well just get adversarial and like start punching them in the face. That's just a very yeah. adversarial thing to say, you know, tell me what you want to sure. think about. Yeah, Why yeah, should yeah. I tell you what I want to think about? So you just want to say, okay, that's totally fair. Um, when can I, you know, can I put you on my calendar to call you back in the next day or two? Another decision. Sure, you can call me back. Now, if they keep pushing back, no, I'm going to call you, I'm going to call you. They're probably not going to buy at that point. Yeah, they, just, they don't have the money. They don't have the money. But if you say, yeah. if they're really like, oh, I don't want to do this or 
Uh, I'm really nervous. I, I just got to think about it. And, and you say, that's totally fine. I understand. It's a lot of money. Um, any, I would always ask any other questions that I didn't answer for you to understand, you know, about me and my company and the paint, they'll probably say, no, great. I, I, I'm very busy with other customers. I want to put you on my calendar to call back or stop by again. Can I do that tomorrow? Don't say next week or everything. Tomorrow or next day, put them on mm -hmm. the calendar. And I say, yeah, why don't you call me on Tuesday at, at noon? And then you mm -hmm. do that. And then there's follow-up techniques after that that you can that you can do. And then those are the ones that fall into the bucket of we'll get back to you. And you never know what happens at that point because then then you have right. a follow-up game. But right, most right, of the right, time, right. if you give them that chance to to, to talk amongst themselves. Yeah, I really liked him. This is good. Look, I mean, look at these choices. He's got really good paint. Yeah, he's about a thousand bucks more than the other guy, but the other guy took two weeks to get the price to us. He's giving us a price now. I don't know. I think we should go with him, honey. They're not going to yeah. do that in front of you. They're not having right. that conversation in front of you. Right. Now they right. have the conversation. They feel better. Hey, you guys, what are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, we're going to go with option three to Orlando. We really like this. What do you need for your okay. Yeah. And uh, and and then we, we we take the deposit right then. Absolutely. And I would absolutely have, you know, take credit cards, get financing as an option, make make it as easy to pay for your job as as possible. As Donald Miller said, don't put the register in the basement. The register needs to be right. on the kitchen table. You know, That's make right. it as easy yeah. for them as possible. That's right. And and so um, and then I guess my last question uh during this process, do you know? Do we need presentation materials? Any leave behinds? Anything like that? Yeah, I mean, he, here's the thing you have to remember: in in every study that's been done about consumers and the professions or the people that they don't like, or they like the least, in the top five, every single time, every study I've ever seen, are contractors and salespeople. I've mm -hmm. actually seen them one and two. Consumers do not like contractors dealing with contractors and they hate dealing with salespeople. Well, guess what? You're both. <laughs> so you got the double whammy. Shoot. <laughs> you're a contractor and you're trying to sell them stuff. So you want to try to dispel that. So you want to be professional looking. You want to have a nice looking truck. You don't want to be in there with, you know, just look good and present them something that's not like a, a, an invoice you got from Staples. Get your mm. presentation materials nice. And yes, have some sort of leave behind. Have a PDF printed out on nice paper to, to, or a folder. You want to stand out. In today's consumer, they, want it, they will pay extra for, for, for quality, but that quality has to be backed up by, by, by your leave behinds, by the stuff that, that, that you give them. It cannot mm. look like a typical contractor. Right. Now, there are customers for the typical contractor for the weekend, you know, low bid guy. That's fine. That's not your customer. Right. You want a good customer that's going to pay for a quality job. You have to back it up with how you look and what you present to them. It's better to do a lot of stuff on your iPad if you can, but if you have something that you, you know, you're writing down, let, make it look presentable, and and yeah. then you'll be you'll, you'll be just doing that will put you ahead of so many of the other uh, contractors that are out there that are just slopping bids on and driving from job to job. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, I feel, uh, I feel educated. Um, and, and awesome. we've had, we've had these conversations before and, and I feel, <laughs> I just feel like I'm even more educated. Uh, Alan, you do coaching, you help people out. Tell us a little bit about that and where to find you. Yeah. So, um, I actually have this, I have a website, it's allanger.com, but I actually have this, this, uh, other page. It's like a link tree. It's called stand store. It's stand.store backslash a langer. 
It's got all my links. It's got all, it's got a, it's actually this pricing thing that we've been talking about. I have an online course uh, that, that people can go purchase, but I love to come in and, and help companies do this better. Smaller painting contractors, larger ones that have salespeople, one-on-one, -on -one, I, 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 some of my favorite uh, customers and clients are one-on-one -on -one salespeople that want to get better. I have a guy right now from Roto-Rooter. He, he does excavating. He cleans yeah. out your pipes. He called yeah. me because I want to be the best Roto-Rooter guy in the country, and he hired me. And, and so I can do that for you guys if you haven't. It, trust me. What I charge, you'll make you'll make up in 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 one month if that, but by selling more jobs, and I make it fun, and you'll just you'll just um, improve your sales, and 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 not only keep in mind, not only improve your sales, but your online reputation. If you present well, even if you don't sell the job, you want that five star Google review. That you know the best reviews are Absolutely. like you know we didn't go with Torlando, but he was really professional. And I really like what he did. Those are awesome to get. And that's what I can help you with as well. Awesome. Thank you, Alan. Uh, Alan's going to be in Albuquerque at the PCA Expo in February. Uh, come check it out. Uh, Alan, thank you so much for being on Paint Ed. Awesome. Always a pleasure, Torlando. All right. There we have it. Alan Langer. Uh that guy teaches me so much every time I talk to him and, uh, and I'm so grateful to have him on the show. I, uh, I know that this time of year, it's, it's interesting. We, we, you know, we look in the Facebook groups and, and by the way, I hope you're on in the paint ed group on Facebook. Um, everybody's really concerned about, you know, the getting those leads. I would say that, uh, right now is the time to get the, if you, if your lead volume is going down, you got to, be really good at closing the jobs. You got to increase that closing ratio and, uh, and the, the techniques and the things that, that Alan's discussed today. I think it's, it's, uh, it's really dynamite. Not only that, I can just attest to the amount of time saving. Nobody wants to be, uh, you know, up on a Wednesday night at 2 AM doing bids, working on bids. It'll change your life. If you figure out how to do this on the spot, um, check out Alan and all he's doing, um, thanks to the PCA and our industry sponsors. Um, of course, uh, I uh, am an author as well, just like just like Alan, right? Me too, guys. <laughs> uh, check out the book Sprint on Amazon.com. It's uh, all about production management. Um, really great companionship to uh, all the things that Alan teaches. Um, available on Amazon.com. Search for Torlando and the word Sprint and I'll show up. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it's been a great episode and I look forward to chatting with you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.